That so. is that is one of the most searched Pornhub videos that Zeno has done. <laughs> you like Pornhub. You like you dirty Pornhub Live. <laughs> I mean, Dirty Girls. <laughs> Heavy breath. We're live. I think it helps a lot. (laughs) This is the Still Talking Podcast, our reverent industry podcast with Colton, Zeno, and myself, Brian. And today is a very, very special episode of the Still Talking Podcast because it is the first time we were all in the same goddamn room together. I am literally sitting almost on Zeno's lap. It's true. We've never actually met before. Yeah. Our beards are (laughs) intertwined. It's yeah. uh, it's magical, and added on top of that, we have one of our greatest and bestest friends, John McKee. Say hi, John. Hi, John. Uh, I love you. <laughs> Come on, like it's how it's gonna go now, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's gonna get started. And early. as I always say, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> and good night. Let's we, go drink. We, uh, we final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so we are coming from you. Uh, coming from from you. From you to me. To you. Uh, <laughs> coming from Denver. We are at ADI on site. We're in Colton's luxurious hotel room. It's a suite. Yep. Not the bathroom though. We yeah. talked about recording in the bathroom for no audio reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, just but like the acoustics should. were actually better from his bed, which is where we are. Well, for like right fifty now. years from now, like you know, Yoko Ono and Lennon, their hotel room, it's room thirty twenty. Okay, in the Hyatt Regency. Yeah, like thirty years from now, when this is really a big fucking damn deal, everybody has to come back to this this room and sit in here and like you know have a moment. Gentlemen, that's what we call staging an alibi. Good job. <laughs> uh, no, so we're here for the ADI conference. It's day one, and so far it's been good. Seminars, it feels classes. like day four. It does to my liver. We're, we're, uh, yeah, liver, feet. Yeah. We're all freaking. Uh, I am looking at mountains though. That's nice because you know I live in New Orleans and those don't exist. And they have mountains uh-huh. and they're roads. Yeah, mountains are <laughs> yeah. garbage. That's not that and... reflects bad on New Orleans. I love New Orleans. There are mountains of garbage. Um, Come drink New Orleans spirits. <laughs> yeah, right, like, nothing but the finest, uh, filtered through the freshest garbage. Well, and I think we can um, we can talk about because this won't come till after. But next year's ADI is rumored to be in in New Orleans. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right. So ADI yeah. New Orleans 2020. Well, that would be awesome. Be I fun. do also <laughs> want to shout out. I just met Karen for the first time. And uh, right. she still is sponsoring us, I think. Um, <laughs> well, it was moments ago. Yeah. It was moments ago. <laughs> so Things happen quickly nice. on this podcast. <laughs> but I really want to shout out to her. And like, there's some people that are actually utilizing her services that I also met. And uh, they found out about this silly thing um, yeah. from her. So I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, this might be a good relationship for one of us. I was so. going to say, aren't the sponsors <laughs> supposed to like get business from us, not the other way around? Uh, that's not the way we set up yeah. the contract. Yeah. Yeah, I like our, yeah, much better contract. I do not stuff. promise anyone will get business from us. <laughs> uh, there's almost guarantee you're going to lose something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. John, what? ADI. How many years have you been coming to ADI? I've been coming to ADI since 10, 11. Nice. Back when we used to do it at Huber Starlight, we could still get everybody on the bus. Right. When we used to One go. Bus. It was like, well, I think it was like three or four, and we went, you know, we go to Makers and all that. And now, was there one year where it really jumped to? Yeah, it was. It was like twelve to thirteen, like right in that year, like or thirteen to fourteen, like it just became yeah. sort of untenable. And now it's whatever it is now. Blew so, up. Yeah. Uh, just for listeners' edification, John McKee is in Butte, Montana, at Headframe Spirits. That's right. And also Headframe. 
engineering? Yeah, well, Headframe Spears Manufacturing, Thank the still you. company. Yeah, yeah. Headframe Stills. John does a little bit of everything. He's a badass. Yeah. I have my moments. I don't know if I'm a badass. Yeah. So here's how the actual story goes, everybody. So I'm a fucking douche, is what it turns out. <laughs> and that comes from Brian's wife. Because yes. Moments ago, by the way. Moments ago. The reason I'm sitting here is because um, back at, uh, at the ACSA conference, it comes up to me and says, hey, how would you like to be in this podcast? And I told this story about this other podcast and how, you know, a whole bunch of things went down. And then I just turned around and walked away, I guess. Yeah. And I don't remember yeah. any of this. Didn't say yes, didn't say no, told me a story about a competing podcast. <laughs> and, then and then walked away. Off. Like, literally pissed off. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I went up talking to Amanda a couple minutes ago. She says, hey, so you know, why hasn't Brian asked me on the podcast? And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she's like, you're a fucking dick. And she tells me this whole story. Yeah. And I had to wander around the whole goddamn vendor booth area to find you yep. and just beg, beg, and plead to make it right. And yeah. so he's like, well, come record right now. Yeah. What he doesn't know is there is no way to make it right. That's right. Because Obviously. he's on the podcast, and that was a mistake. There's and no I, way. I don't I'm think here we forever. Can say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there could be sound effects, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, it's just like me punching a bucket of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> So, the saddest part is it comes off the top of my head. I know it does. If it, if this was written, we'd all be more upset. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's more terrifying. Yeah, it is. It really like is. I could only write that in your basement, which I, it's more weird than not looking at your basement right now. I know it feels awkward not to be yeah. surrounded. Just put by a little wire drop and... behind him. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, but you're honestly saving us too because Devin on the way up here, she's like, "What are you guys talking about?" and as we do, we're like, uh, yeah, we we got it. Yeah, you're missing yeah. out. You're missing out on about 45 minutes of ADI anecdotes, which would be real boring, yeah. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was thinking a little bit. Of this conference is really calling it home for me this time. Is that as you know, what is this? Seven, eight, nine years. Nine years I've been doing these conferences. It makes yeah. me wonder, like, after a while, why are we still coming? Right. I mean, we come. Because we really just, these are our people, right? We find each other, and we find each other twice a year, and we all get been stupid. You're going to edit that one out. God yeah. damn. Like, I just did it with you, I too. know. Oh. Oh, we all get stupid. Um, I'm looking for, like, what the next 10 years of these conferences are going to be like. Not just yeah. ADI, but ACSA, too. Like, what what's going to call us to those things in the next 10 years? I mean, I don't mind getting together and just getting drunk twice a year with all my buddies. Yeah. I, I will pay it's, for it's that because I do that. Yeah. Right. And, but I'm sort of hoping, like, at least some of the new entrants that don't remember what it was like to get onto four buses at Huber Starlight, Yeah, you know, what that kind of camaraderie was with that small crew. Like, when you walk into that conference room now and there's, you know, 1,500 people in there, I just don't feel like they're getting the connection that some of the, you know, all of us got as coming together as early on as we did. Right? They did. There's a and window And I feel for there. them. Like, it's a thing. Right. There was a window there where we all, just by the by the nature of how small it was mm -hmm. and the industry and the, you know, the events that you'd go into a bar and the entire convention was in that bar. And you couldn't help but become friends with everyone in that room. That doesn't happen now because there are, oh, what, close to 2,000 people here. Yeah. And probably well over half of them have never been to a conference before. Mm -hmm. And they, especially at ADI, where their startup level, uh, I want to give John a little shout out too, because one of the side things he does with uh, another one of his friends and our good people that we'll never get on the podcast is Johnny Jeffrey. Uh, we're gonna, he's gonna be literally our last interview. We're gonna, we're gonna tease oh, and then it you out. guys are just gonna like <laughs> kick off. Yeah, that's, that. it, that's, that's it. it. That's it. The last interview is gonna be like next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Which is Johnny, by the way. That's Johnny. He's already scheduled. So, so John and Johnny, they started. Can I talk about the good guy yeah, actually, group? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, John and Johnny started this fantastic. It's a Facebook group, but it's more than that. It's essentially. It's, I don't even want to call it a club. It's more of like a group of people that are incredibly passionate about the industry. 
it's like John, you summed it up best stewards of knowledge, which is the most cliche fucking thing I've ever heard, but God, it sounds sexy. Well, no, it's it, it, it <laughs> from a marketing perspective, it does it's good. Good. but no, I think the, rather than the stewards, it's it's people are willing to share the knowledge. I mean, stewards will sit on it in their basement in their wine cellar and never let anybody taste it, right? Yeah, what we're doing is we're just bizarre, we're like the carnival. You walk through, you know, you walk through Constantinople and you're just learning everything because everybody's throwing it in your face, right? Yep. And I think that's the best part about the good guys is that. You know, you'll get on there and you really have a problem. Like something you don't know, you don't understand, you need some help. Yep. And there's always a dick joke. But um, <laughs> but after the dick that joke. That being said, it is good guys and gals too. It is so, good guys yeah. and gals. In fact, yeah. the third member is a gal. Yeah. Uh, well, the first member other than Johnny J and I. And um, and is non-distiller too. Yep. Um, but um, we, we really felt that this was like the place where a bunch of just crazy information was starting to come out. So on the ADI forums and all these other places, homedistiller.org. And people are just putting up garbage. And other people, especially new distillers, were seeing this, and it was just getting stupid. And so we wound up, Johnny J and I, this one day, we just said, this is redonk. What can we do? And we said, all right, let's just start a group right now, and let's start inviting people that we trust, that we know, that you know they have the real answers. And so that way, when you're looking for the answer, you can trust you know the, the veracity of what was going to come back. Right. So, so you guys solved fake news. I don't know. Maybe in distilling, maybe, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, there is no more distilling too, is, fake news. <laughs> but that's become a problem well, now too. Is the ACSA? Still we got called out this year because people were pissed that they weren't part of the club. Right. You and feel so it's now, too selective, right? I guess, right? Because we just we always said we want it to be hundred people, right? Because it just comes untenable after that. Because then everybody's in the fucking thing, right? And um, hundred people is a lot, to be honest. It really it is, is actually. Yeah. It is, and I mean, and but then you get to these conferences, and you know, we try to wear the shirts like one day, usually the awards night. And um, and people start seeing this. And ACSA, we usually crown the king of the queen. This year's queen is Nicole Austin, yeah. yep. which yeah. is fucking badass, our first queen. Um, but, yeah, we got a little blowback this year because people are like, well, why can't I be in the club? And, yep. um, and we're starting to think about what's wrong about what Is most of the negativity do. coming from the fact that they're not a part of it? Is that I think a little bit, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I think Johnny J and I've been talking about like, well, what the hell do you do about that? I mean, it was honestly, it was literally started just to put up dick jokes, right? And share knowledge about yeah. distilling about dicks. This sounds this sounds <laughs> eerily similar to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then over time, it sort of grew into this other thing of share of the sharing knowledge became a thing. And then you know, even as we kept going on and on. Then there was the kings and the queens that we've been crowning, and there's been become this sort of cachet around it. And I don't know what to do about it because, and neither is Johnny, because we didn't want people to feel bad. We honestly wanted people to hop in and share and feel like feel better for having shared what they know, right? Right. And well, now, that's the hard part because this is not a group that pays dues. It's not a nonprofit. Oh. There's no lobbying. It's it's literally a group that gets together, has a T-shirt once a year, once and a year, shares a ton of knowledge. Yeah, and you and have to be, really, and you have really to really be. Dumb dick jokes. Who designs the T-shirts? John McKee. I do. Yeah, yeah. and they're always so old. You picked this beautiful color. They're always old. Yeah, the, <laughs> the baby shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's baby shit yellow. Yeah. It is yeah. done in the style of A&W root beer. A&W root beer. And this it year. Says, it's uh, always an old Sodi. Right, so that's what it's always been. Mm -hmm. So it's Dr Pepper one year, it was mm -hmm. Old Sprite one year, yep. which is weird because we do booze. But I just, you know, I pivot, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm find something else. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think Johnny J and I've been trying to figure out like, what the hell does this do now? Like, what's the point? Because you're right, it's you don't. Johnny J and I won't. We have to approve them, but we don't actually let anyone in on our own anymore. 
Right. Like you have to come recommended by somebody else that's already in the group. Right. And you sort of got to show a reason why. And, you know, and, and then we you have to come with a good dick joke. You yeah. have to come with a great well, dick joke. Yeah, and actually now because it is capped out, essentially what you have to do is we have arena battles now. And if you can kill a current <laughs> yeah. member, provide their head as proof, yeah. then you are now a member. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, you know that, and that's part of this whole fucking thing is that we went and got. <laughs> is the arena battle? <laughs> the arena battle. <laughs> the arena battle was January this year. We decided to get on the phone together and just get drunk and go down the list because. A whole bunch of people weren't contributing, and a whole bunch of people wanted in, right? So you we sort of went curate, through the list. Sweet, well, I think more call <laughs> yeah. than curate. So we go through, and we take a whole bunch of people out. We Fair put point. a whole bunch of new people in. Yeah. And, man, people just, like, pissed. Like, why did you take me out of the good guys? You've never said anything. When's, when's your last You post? never <laughs> once responded. You didn't post. You never once responded to anyone else's post. Yeah. Why are you in there? And they're like, fine, I'm just going to start my own thing. I was like, okay, go start your own thing. But it's been oh, we're trying guys. to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look out yeah, guys, guys than you. The greatest guys. Yeah. Um, and Neither. I think it goes back to like that initial sort of thing about ADI in the first couple of years is that here we are now 12 years in or nine years in that I've been going to these things. Yeah. And we were talking about that. Like you go on the floor and there's just no amount of time that's going to get you a connection to everyone on the floor like we used to have in the first days. Yeah. And I think I'm seeing the same thing in good guys right now. It's, it's hard to it's hard to say, like, how do we make this work? Not to That's use a, shitty marketing to talk, grow. but it's a bandwidth issue. It's, it's really yeah. difficult. And I found it too. Like, when I come, especially to ADI, I try and find someone new that has kind of that, you know, you know, deer in the headlights look. And you yeah, try and just take them under your wing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you take them around, you introduce them to a few people, and then, uh, you know, essentially you just make sure they feel comfortable and welcome. But yeah. that's, honestly, it's hard too because we're all trying to do our own thing. You know, I'm trying to walk the floor, you're trying to hit seminars. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels like we could be doing a better job, but it is tough. And I don't know, maybe things like this, I hope, help bring, you know, yeah, bring new people in as well. Absolutely. Uh, even though it's not as interactive as maybe we'd like it to be, but you know, I mean, to be honest, like I thought it would be fun to give like a talk at either ACSA or ADI about just starting your own private little club. Yeah. So at least you've got a group of people you can start building a community yeah. around because this community is too big anymore. Like you cannot build that community on ADI forums. Yeah. You can have you know that standard tribe size of about a hundred people is about the max it gets. And I was thinking maybe it's just time to start teaching everybody like go start your own clubs. Like let's start building some tribes. They don't have to fight each other, but it's just at least something that gives them a connection. But what did we if another tribe's all full? If they're not going to fight, yeah. no, because the arena the arenas for something a lot better. <laughs> it's it's going to be a sex it's thing. For <laughs> it's for what you have to do to make it up to. There's a, there's a lot of lube. It will take an arena. <laughs> I think that's a testament to what it is, though, too. And I, I like, but the thing is, like, we go to ADI, we go to ACSM, we go to these, and yeah, we continue to go to them, and it's beautiful. Like, I've gone to them. I worked at freaking Beam Suntory. Yeah. Why the fuck am I going to these? Mm-hmm. I still went to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was still value for me going to them. Absolutely. I told other people at Beam Suntory, I'm like, hey, you should probably go. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you're gonna have good conversations about things that we need to talk about, and like, okay, even if it's fucking marketing things. Like, I honestly think marketing people should go to the. The, the beam was on Tory Martin because like oh yeah wait Great. they're doing this that like the whole fucking talk about American single malt like they're like oh what's that um, like they're making it uh, full disclosure like it's happening <laughs> yeah, like, and they're defining it for themselves yeah, so right. you better get on so, board yeah. so like I mean why not have that conversation with other people that are also trying to do it there's value in that but I think that part of it too is like ADI I'm, I'm looking at the still weather spirits American gin and I was telling you guys and we didn't open it yet and hopefully we get to it we gotta drink through We're this whiskey too. Um, but like we met these people in the hotel bar 
And they were like, yeah, we, we came to ADI last year and, you know, we didn't have a DSP. Like, we did, had nothing. Yeah. Like, we had an idea of what we wanted to make. And then here they are and they're handing us a freaking bottle of gin and they're super happy about it. And they, that's super awesome. Right? And they, I mean, they meddled. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, ah, that's, that's – so great. there's still that value of it. Like, you're, you know what you're saying. It's really different from – 10 years ago, yeah, right? Five, 10 years ago, even five years ago. Let's even go there, right? It's a much bigger group. It's hard to get face to face, but there's still value for a lot of these people. And I think ADI, I haven't been to ADI in like three or four years now. Sure, sure. And wh- what I'm recognizing this one, there's a lot of new people that are like, hey, I can do this. And like, it's inspiring for them. And they see people that have done it for a long time and it's sustainable. And so like, I, I'm really like, you know, I haven't drank the gin. I'm not going to speak to it until I drink it. But like, that makes me happy. No, me too. Right. And, and there's a joy there too. They walked up to you psyched. There is yeah. a serious amount of joy in their, in their face when they got that bottle in your hands. And if we're not doing something, even all these years in about like curating that joy and finding it and saying, this is awesome and giving them a chance to do that, then they're just going to feel left out every time they get to one of these big conferences now. And I think that the fact that you found them or they found you, um, it's just, it's fucking awesome. And that's what we have to do is we have to make sure we never shut that down. We got to go find them. Like you were saying, we got to go find the deer in the headlight. Yeah. You know, someone we know is new to this thing and just go take them under our wing for a night and take them out for a cocktail or, or just stand in a corner and, t- and let them tell their story. And Right in the corner. Know. Back them up to a corner. <laughs> very make much sure you so. put your arms out in a very aggressive mood. <laughs> no, no. And just the sh- shoulder hold. Oh, yeah, the shoulder just hold. Just the shoulder yeah. hold. Call them yeah, you just, you're in there. You just get in there. You didn't think I was gonna make a dirty dancing joke. No, you, you were wrong. Yep. Yeah. I'm surprised it took this long to get to it. <laughs> that, that, that no one puts baby in the well, corner. I've, I've done the lift with you already like four times during this podcast. Zeno has an incredibly strong core. I'm a big guy, and it was magical. I swear really he had nothing on, on him. Man. Seriously, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have pancreatic cancer. Yay! Yay! That's the win of the podcast right there. So long as we That's edit out. You, but you can make that joke. So I mean, cool. Roadhouse is amazing. I feel bad. Roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Roadhouse. Well, I feel like I need to do a spin kick right now. Yeah. Because everybody drives their, their Bigfoot you know, trucks over a car dealership and gets away with it. That's why Roadhouse was a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah it is. My, mean, favorite, my favorite actor is Kurt oh, yeah. Russell. When I always go back to Overboard, I'm like, this is terrifying watching now. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. We like, wa- so we watched that with the kids like last year, and they're no. looking at us like, you guys understand what this is, right? And yeah. we're like, well, yeah, but it was funny then. They're like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's really disturbing that yeah. he wants to make a mini golf course. Yeah. <laughs> no one does mini golf. out of a business model. <laughs> and, and then he was going to call it putt-putt. And no one calls it fucking Yeah, putt-putt. it's upsetting. Yeah. 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 Don't do that. Yeah. I feel uh, like this critique of that movie went a different direction than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I think... This makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that... Uh, <laughs> I think that... that it, the, the, even the idea of good guy distillers and like what that is and you're like hey this is so good and we want to help people so much that's the beauty of like and it's there it's in big distilling too I mean they all oh, they talk to each other too yeah. right yeah, like, that's how they survive yeah exactly yeah. right like and it when someone succeeds in a way you're succeeding right like we all you know I went to the American single malt thing today right mm-hmm. and like it was it was good. It made me feel good, like where that's going and how that's going to happen. Right. And you know, who people on the panel were like, "Yeah, we should be competitors," but yeah, you're competitors. But at the same time, like, it's listen, not big enough yet. Right. right. It's collective, no. and it's talking back. Maybe the other ever. Really. Yeah. yeah. Well, and John, you're part of the commission, right? Yeah. Okay. And that, I mean, that's grown pretty significantly. I think what it started out like 15, 20 people, and what are we pushing a hundred now? Yeah, like you said, in that back bar, Binnies in Chicago. Yeah. At ACSA, and um, um, 
it's I what I found most rewarding about it is when the discus guy got up and said, "Hey, yeah, that's and I, I left right and after that, so because oh, I awesome. wanted to go to something else." But uh, John, yeah, explain to yeah. listener what happened. Yeah. So okay, sorry. Is, so this is right after the keynote today at eight. Yeah. So basically, we're at the the, the single malt um, talk, and it's it's about trying to codify what an American single malt is in the regs. And so a lot of us have done it. Um, I've got one I haven't released. It's the very first barrel I ever made with single malt. We made, we opened our distillery to make it. We still haven't released it. Right. So this is an eight year old barrel. It's still not ready and we haven't released it. And so we've got the label all done and we went through the whole process of trying to get it labeled and we're allowed to call it whiskey distilled from a malt mash. Right. And so like, how do you go because it's been used cooperage. Right. So. So how do you go and tell. Exactly. You know, but how do you go and tell that story? And it's very much like a Napoleon Castle. And so it it totally fits. It totally fits a criteria. But within the states, you don't get to play that game. So the the single malt society, American single malt group, has basically done a really great job of of lining out what a. uh, what a classification of the type could be trying to get the TTB to come up on that. And, um, which unfortunately missed the, missed that. Yeah, exactly. But I think what was really wild is that when, um, the, the new director of discus got up, he gets up and he's and during this, this, uh, this, um, session after the, they talked for a while and they sort of outlined the standards, the guy from discus gets up and said, all right, discus is behind this. And right there, is when that change happened. I don't know when it's going to happen now, but if, if he can actually commit to getting discus to get behind this thing, yeah. Yeah. this is a class and type. We've got it, right? Yeah. And then now I'm going to be able to go back to that label, throw it away, come out as an American single malt, and that's awesome. And it's all these years of like sitting on it and waiting for it to be ready, because it wasn't ready, but waiting on it to be ready. Now I get to call it something that the customers can like identify with. That was awesome. But to that community... Everyone up at, you know, Diageo and Beam Suntory and all this, that other group at that other level, they have these talks and they know what's going on. And they're trying to make change for the new brand types. And then you have these little yahoos like us sort of under the radar. And the guy from Discus gets up, director of Discus gets up and says, all right, we got that. So let's do that. And that was that was the one of the best moments of today. Right. So you think, I, you think yeah. the little guys like us pushed in a way, yes. to say – Well, in a or, way – Or I is think, it the backroom talks with – you know, Brown Foreman and Diageo. Well, I think it was both, but I think it was what I got to see today is at least those guys, the the little guys, so Colin and the guys from Westland and everything else, they got together first off. Um, Randy from Triple Eight, they all yeah. got together first off and they talked really serious about this for a while. Yeah. And what that classification type they came up with really was, it's it's inclusive. It's 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 for creativity. It's something that I think that you know. It's going to allow any producer, large or small, to actually play in the game, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And actually, that's a really good, you know, case study example now of one of these smaller groups, a subgroup that's essentially what 100 people or so, mm-hmm. who's now impacting a group like Discus, which is they started what in the 70s, and they're, I mean, the only other group older than them, I think, is the Kentucky Distillers Guilds. And essentially, they deal with the big guys. They've got a small board, but it's all the big players. And well if funded you're, on yeah, K Street, right? but if a group of a hundred well people funded. can get their attention yeah. and get them backing, that says a lot about the direction of the industry. I think. Well, and it's fair to say too. Today, after the keynote, Discus came out and said they're. Really, I mean, they were honest. They're courting more dis- craft distillers because yeah. they know it helps them on a lobbying effort. It yeah. does. It does. I mean, they got more communities they can plug into because right now, what Kentucky? Yeah. 
Indiana it's, and Tennessee. It's I mean, a small that's reach, much to it, be honest. For at least their, you know, their 90%, mm-hmm. you know, throughput crowd. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think it was right, too. I think what was really sort of great about it was that they did – that crew that got together did such a great job of defining a potential class that there was nothing for Discus to argue about. Right. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm going a little long there. I don't know. But but it's sort of cool. I, I, agree. I agree. And, I mean, I, I sat there, and I think one of the things that I respected is they sat down and, you know, they had to agree on what they really wanted. And what the standard of identity yeah, right, is. Yeah, right, which is, trust me, the four of us. Would have a hard time doing yeah. that, right? Like yeah. no shit. Yeah. Right. So like, and, and you're people. doing it. You're doing. Yeah, that, that's true. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it for everyone, Getting right? Blood. So like, I really respected that. That was nice. That. And then right, like when that guy from Discus walked up, like there was a there was an energy in that room, and it was like really cool yeah. that he said. Then they're like, oh yeah, like you're like fuck, this doesn't mean anything. And, you know, we'll look back on this episode that no one will ever listen to. And, uh, <laughs> no way, they're coming back to this room 30, 20, and 20 years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's going to be a 20. thing. There's yeah, candles and incense in this room. Because of 30, 20, where John was at podcast. from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> Drinking whiskey and gin. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, I totally agree with you, and it was, it was cool. And honestly, I, I haven't been part of it. Like, I've worked for who I worked for and now I work at a place that doesn't make single malt and I love single malt. So I was like, Oh shit, a website. I'm going to sign up right now. I literally signed up during the call. Like, yeah. so, like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a supporter. Well, you're I'm 108, like, man. I mean, you're in. Yeah. Well, Wait. you know, you know, it's great. Johnny was telling me a story yesterday about somebody from, uh, somebody from Scotland who organizes tours for just American distilleries or whatever, he posted on the single malt forum saying like, "Hey, I think this is really cool. I, I'd like to show people around." And Johnny got back to him, and it was like, it was big. The guy brings like 100 or 200 people wow. across every, you know, what six a badass or influence. So. That's it really is. cool. That's a cool thing to hear. I want to move on from this at some point, but I want to hit one more thing because I think it is interesting. We have a lot of these subgroups you. popping it's out. Okay. It is about me. Um, <laughs> really, just can everyone stare at me in my eyes for a minute? I need a moment. Those baby so blues. So we're seeing a lot of these small subgroups popping up. You know, we've obviously got the bigger groups. We've got, let's just break it down. We've got Discus. We've got ACSA. We've got ADI. They all have their own niches. But now underneath that, we've got things like the Single Malt Commission. We've got the Science Society that we've been talking yeah. about. We've got the, you know, other even less official groups like the good guy groups, which we now really, I think you're right. We need more of those kind of groups. How do they all work in the same direction and make sure they're not opposing each other and kind of causing a clusterfuck? Because I'm going to use the case study of California. California's got a distiller's guild, but it's also got a secondary distiller's guild. It's like a San Diego distiller's guild. Really? I hadn't heard about this. It is. There's there's two guilds, and they don't necessarily communicate much. And I don't know that it's necessarily caused them friction, but it does diminish their voice, and it's made it harder for them to get certain Does that help them get the state carved up into four states? Well, I if hope you have that, I assume distillers guilds, you eventually have the states? earthquake will yeah, hit. Like, oh, we'll is that how it works? I, beat, I, I, I mean, always beat Zeno right? to the jokes. It's going to be an island anyways. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's irrelevant. So, but again, using them as a case study, that's kind of been a detriment to the California Distillers Good Guild call. and them getting yeah. things done. How do we make sure that doesn't happen where we're basically continuing to fracture over and over and over? Speaking as a guy who is helping to fracture over and over <laughs> by being a part of all these groups. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good answer. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, the thing is, I think. Okay, you so speculate. That's what we do on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it, and it always comes true. Wildness always comes <laughs> true. It does, I like it does. that. The year from. Um, <laughs> well, no, I think. Okay, so 
to balkanize our industry is a fucking mistake. Okay, so if we have fifteen, you know, fifteen hundred good guy groups and seven different distilling conferences and seven different scientific technical societies, yep. that balkanization is is not going to help the forward path of what we're all trying to do. Um, so, but how far is good enough, right? right. I mean, because we we got it that you know the vanilla that was ADI that didn't work, right? So not entirely, right? So we had to go out and start ACSA, something more member-driven, so we could at least get something that was, like, voiced by the members. Right. Well, all right. Well, the forums aren't really putting out the information that we needed, so the SDSC is the thing that we're – SDST is the thing we're talking about now, and that needs to happen. But, like, how far down do we allow it to go before it just doesn't have value anymore and everybody's just doing their own thing? And we're going to back 17 countries. Yeah, back, back to, to fake, fake news, news right? And that's the unsolved your problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not saying I. No, it's a, it's it's all shitty. <laughs> it's just all. Okay. How about we just stop making whiskey and we go over to weed? Fuck all this noise and let's just start doing. This weed. isn't the Here Colorado talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is the highest fuck podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're really irrelevant. So, so, so psychedelics are cool now. Let's just get over that one. I'm to- let's okay. Get so real chemistry, man. You know, it's funny. Whenever we come, everyone always mentions this because I'm in Timothy Washington. Leary over here, right? I'm <laughs> in Washington State. We come to Colorado, and I'm going to out myself as the one guy in the world who's absolutely pro marijuana i think logistically it makes sense intellectually you're the I only can't guy. Ar- i know i intellectually can't argue against it because i'm in the alcohol industry i've yeah. never tried marijuana once in my life i'm that weird bastard oh i'm oh. solving that on the amp <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that goes in the podcast <laughs> oh yeah we can keep all this oh right. my god i did four marijuanas when you said that <laughs> <laughs> but i'm afraid of needles you had a marijuana cigarette i, I don't right understand then? oh my gosh drugs. that was so fast <laughs> okay okay so speaking of other drugs now though i'm going to out John as the guy who is my started my love affair with uh, bourbon cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell wow. me about the sex I'm that, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm that guy, man. You know, I actually saw an orphan girl in a, a bar in Nashville. No so, way, that's yeah. awesome because we're not actually distributed in Tennessee. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't say the bar's name. He's like, we're in a lot of trouble now. Yeah, don't tell him that. Yeah. Uh, uh, now the podcast has actually got some infamy. Look at that show. Yeah, like no, so, tell me. I, I know it's weird, but like Orphan Girl surprised you guys with its sales numbers, right? Like, give me a little backstory on that because I think it's an interesting sure. oh kind of God. anecdote on the we sales like, side. We're going to be the bourbon cream podcast. <laughs> it could be. How many I more have you done? bitches. No, I think. Okay, so here's the quick answer. I read, um, I read Bill Owens' book. Make vodka, gin, white whiskey, and that's gonna make all your cash until you're. And I, and this was in 2010. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> so we need to have something else, right? And so, but we also because I was like, you know, we're just gonna have people show up at least early on in the tasting room, and that's our primary marketing tool that just don't like the hard stuff. Right. So our goal is to find a low proof thing, right? So we go out and, um, and it was actually what is it fermented. Beverages Volume Three. That's like Chapter Eight, Nine, Ten, somewhere in there. They break down the the ratio of sales of alcohol worldwide, right? Okay. So like, what's what's number one? What's number two? What's number three? It was like number four or five were cream liqueurs. Okay. So above rums and gins and above tequila, it was cream liqueurs. I'm like, what the fuck are you People talking? Found in Bailey's. Exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they were. Yeah. So that that was the pivot right there. I was like, okay, we yeah, we're gonna do a vodka gin, and yeah, we did a white whiskey, and but the we, we we pivoted into this thing like a low proof cream liqueur um so how and it took off like day one that's like a it, fucking the, awesome story to back into bourbon cream <laughs> yeah. yeah no i know yeah, yeah. It, it, and it was that thing and so and what's funny you know because after it came out of acsa this year mm-hmm. 
I started chasing the fucking seed lip model, like no alcohol. Yeah. Because, you know, if you really like looking at the trends right now, it's yeah. not just low, it's nose. And then yeah. I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's play. Yeah. Just sell cream. Yeah. Yeah. Just sell the cream. <laughs> put, in a, put in ice I'm cream. cream. cream out of, what is this room number? 3020. Selling cream out of 3020. The best kind. Yeah. The finest. So that was sort I of the genesis of it. And, uh, man. and of course, you know, because head frame is Courtney and John, right? So that's it's Courtney it's, McKee, the true the better of the operation. <laughs> and you might hear from her later and some some de bullshitifying of this podcast. It's going to be the be. best of the podcast. Uh, Stay tuned. But I mean, ultimately, what came down from that was that we both had that same thing. It's like we knew people just didn't want the hard stuff. And you just venture, you have those friends; they don't right. fucking like booze and they want to have a beer, like a glass of wine. And this is our sort of play into that. And now I think a lot of the industry is looking at how do you continue to play in that. But yeah. I started telling this story, right? And now there are bourbon creams fucking everywhere. And a lot of these people have shown up to my place and they hang out with me and I tell them the stories and I sort of help them like think about the, you know, what could they do to pivot? And I tell them about the bourbon cream yep. sort of as an, I'm thinking as an example, right? That they're going to go out and find something else like a creamy Akavit or whatever. Right. Ooh, I would absolutely try that. <laughs> yeah, huh? well, I, want, I want like a creamy pickle. Oh, <laughs> see even better. Creamy cachaça. Yeah. Uh, and everybody just started putting out bourbon creams and I'm just like, meh, meh, meh. and that wasn't <laughs> the point. How do so, sales, how do sales look with bourbon cream? There's a distillery in Tennessee that huh? put a lot of their you know, muscle behind a bourbon cream because mm-hmm. when they first released, it was it was the right time. It sure. Was, you know, sure. Early fall or, or late fall or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really think through of, oh, this isn't going to sell that hot in June. Right. No, it's a weird product for us because um, we're pretty honest about it in that, and I guess the whole fucking world gets to hear now, but it's about 52 to 58% of our sales. Um, it's you out. You outsell Bailey's in Montana. We right? say we outsell Bailey's in Montana. You, um, don't is, don't put that. That's in amazing. Montana. It's also amazing. I chuckle when you're like the whole world's gonna hear. It's like yeah. three people. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys yeah. are a big We're fucking deal. Right yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there was at one point we were one of every 100 bottles sold in Montana, and it was just the orphan girl of any product, any class, any type. And um, I think we were like number seven in 750s. And so, yeah, it's a really weird thing. And yeah. then, you know, how does it translate? At least in Montucky, they we drink it all the fucking time. That's I mean, awesome. and especially at Christmas. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Within like 300 miles of Butte, everyone gets a bottle underneath their tree. And I'm just so grateful for that because people have our back. Because, again, when it comes to this, too, I mean, we all know this. I mean, you can have just fucking angel tears in the bottle. And if your customers don't have your back, it's just all – it's fucking bullshit. And, I mean, we've had customers that have just – They've stuck with us since day one, and I don't know how that happens, and that's the part we're wicked grateful for, and that's the yep. part that really makes this all work. Wait, so you use the word Montucky. Yeah. So the last time I heard Montucky, I was in Oregon, and it's it was because on I was beer, right? Montucky cold, cold snacks. snacks. Yeah. And it had a <laughs> oh, unicorn yeah. on it, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and like, I peed my pants almost because yeah, it's just because like drinking a ton of water. It really <laughs> right. is. It's a very, very light. Session beer? Is it, it might even be a nice from one? Like, I actually, I, don't, I can't. I don't even, even think it is. I, mean, I think, but it's I know like it. I know it's somewhere else. Well, what's like, really funny about it? It sells super shitty poorly in Montana, but it sells outside. In of Oregon, Montana really they well. went ape shit. Colorado. It's like, I mean, we can go downstairs. It's going to be downstairs. Yeah. I mean, Dude, it's insane. let's get some cold snacks. I'm telling you, it, it's like <laughs> uh, it's like the the skinny girl of very very light beers. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 
I, I haven't thought about Montucky cold snacks in like seven years. And then it just came <laughs> so right like, on you. Yeah, right? and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. I hate everything. Goddamn yeah. cold Dude, snacks. you're so happy. You cannot. I, listener, I'm like, I, I want a Mo- Montucky cold snack and a bourbon cream right, right the fuck now. Listener, if you could see glass. the glint in his eye, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I officially have turned these guys on to bourbon cream. It's now happened. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Thank you for that. And yeah. um, But honestly, like, <laughs> anyone who's listening right now, seriously, I mean, don't. Don't, if, especially if you're a new one at ADI right now, read Bill Owen's book and then scratch out every third, fourth, and seventh word because <laughs> of every sentence. No, yeah. Because the problem is it did work maybe in 06, right? But there have been so many people we've seen, I know that we've all seen, who read that thing, thought it was fucking lore. And have been either struggling or gone right the hell in the toilet and lost yeah. their shirts because it doesn't work that way. And you got to find something that's pivot. You got to find something that's weird and something that the customers are going to drag, you know, jump onto. While what they're really waiting for, which is our Browns, have a chance to come and be, you know, something come amazing. What did you? So when you you were making this bourbon cream, what did you see it do in Montana? Like, did it immediately get that traction? Instant. I mean, so so not only that, so you know, we you know. The, 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 the bourbon creams have to come in a brown bottle, right? So you got to – and then all the rest of our products are in clear. So, of course, you know, we're fucking poor, and we're trying to order our first round of custom bottles, too, because we want custom bottles. Right. So we just said, okay, well, this is how much you think we're going to sell. So we ordered this many browns and this many clear. And we ran out of browns at something like a burn rate of 20x what we thought we were going to do <laughs> and couldn't get them back fast enough. So we're putting it into clears and just telling people to drink it fucking fast. And they're like, okay. And they come back the next day and get another one. And, um, and, that was and eventually we got caught up on our browns. But, um, um, but yeah, it was like completely unprepared. We're like, we really just thought it'd be this boutique thing. And we put it together, this cocktail that totally worked. And, um, We'd have grandmothers sitting next to like the center for the college football team in our tasting room, and they're both having this cocktail that we make with it. We call it the Dirty Girl, so it's just one to one root beer and, and bourbon cream. And um, and you'd have this grandmother sit down. And she says, "I want a Dirty Girl." And the football players right next to her saying, "I want a Dirty Girl too." And, uh, <laughs> and, so I've had this dream. I know how it is. Uh, and, it, and it turns out to work. That so. is that is one of the most searched Pornhub videos that Zeno has done. <laughs> you like Pornhub? You like you Dirty Pornhub Live? <laughs> I mean, Dirty Girl. <laughs> it's like an adult root beer flow, but dirty. All right, so now we, we've all moved on to the gin, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, All right, so, so like, I, like I told him, I'm like, I'm going to be honest about it because that's how mm-hmm. I am, right? Like, it is a lot of citrus forward, right? Very Yo, citrus. But there's some yep. spice on the back end that mm-hmm. I kind of dig, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, I, I think it's cool. I like that they, I, I did, I mentioned to them too. I was like, I like that you went at, what are they, 90, is it 90? Yeah, it's 90. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little yeah. sharp. It's yeah. Good. I'm like, yeah, but, but I mean, that's a testament to what ADI can do even at where it is Agreed. right now, right? Like. It empowered them. Like they came here, yeah. they had this idea, and they're doing it. And here we are drinking it, and it and telling the whole actually, fucking world about it on your podcast. Yeah, the, the whole, whole fucking world. world. The whole world is like half a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if you could see my facial expression there, it was like, it was, less of a glint in his eye. I was like forcing words. <laughs> He's like, listen. Uh, no, but it's fun. Like I, I think yeah, it's a, a picture fun Buffalo gin. Bill and the whole skin suit thing. That's about what his eyes were doing right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's more when I tuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, now yeah. we're. But you know what the most disturbing is like? It's not the, the most disturbing thing that he tucks it. It's not the most disturbing thing that he tucks it. It's that he has one nipple pierced. 
Right. Well, yeah, why not do both? And it's like, like, you're like going to do it on it. I'm like, so you're a Christian, but, but you like it dirty. Guys, I feel like you're missing the aesthetic choices that he was making. As yeah. individual. As a man who works from a serial killer's basement, I really appreciate his work. Well, I'd fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're referring to the serial killer so we as somebody else. We probably need to come back <laughs> right, to the gym, right? Is that just like, oh, yeah. I ran in and they're like, hey, can we give you a bottle? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, listener. So if you ever really want to give me a bottle of booze, it's very few times you'll be like, no. It, yeah, says, as, it says 90 proof, but it also says 45.4%. Which I didn't know you could get away with. Oh, it's a round down. Ooh. <laughs> right? So as as all I feel of like that's a new term that we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a new thing. It's a round down. It's a round down. <laughs> that's, a round down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I do whenever uh, like a nurse asks my weight. I just yeah. do the round down. <laughs> it's, like it's a solid two hundred. Yeah, I, I don't need my penis length. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. solid two hundred. <laughs> Uh, so, so as listener will learn, like any sponsor has learned, if you give us a bottle of booze, it may not be the best marketing you'd ever hope for. <laughs> yeah. no. Just like, like our sponsors, like G&D Chillers. I mean, there's a lot of citrus on it, which, like, there is. That's a good segment. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate oh, yeah, that. Wait, wait, so I met... Uh, we met Justin. Scott today. Scott. 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 Yeah, I'm Scott. like... Oh. Don't you remember your name? Sorry, Scott. Uh, Just make it up. He's yeah. tweaking his nipples the whole time. Yeah, right. like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was playing uh, Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus the entire time. Oh, my God. He's got it all. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're bringing him on the floor. Yeah. Oh, like, shit. So I'm like, no, but we did. And it was great. I'm like, hey, thanks. Uh, I also am a distiller. Uh, <laughs> but, no, we really appreciate that, what they're doing. And we're going to have them on, right? We talked to Scott. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully the beginning of April. And because, I mean, I, I'm sure you found this, too. Like, mm-hmm. when you talk to other people, chilling is an issue. Yeah. Chilling, right? is, like, chilling is like capacity. Yeah. It's like I, I mean, if I had to pick the biggest issue that people have that I've found that I've talked to is because it, it's their last thought. It could right? be cool. I mean, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you got to fucking condense. So let me share my story on that one, right? So I go to do my first install south of the Mason Dixon line. I'm putting it in Memphis, right? And I'm putting it in down right on the water in Memphis. And I get it all installed, and it is August, late August. And you guys decided to have the hot time then. It was 113. Yeah, I wrote to the weather. Instead. It was really fucking hot. <laughs> like Doppler radar, yeah. hot. So we're running the still, and they had decided, no, 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 no. We're not. We don't need a chiller. We don't need cooling water. We'll just run it off groundwater. Just run through the Mississippi. <laughs> so they're clean, they're bringing right? 95 degree groundwater to the still <laughs> to condense. And I'm like, this doesn't work. Like, you can't do this. They're like, no, we're just going to keep running. I'm like, no, you're not, because I know what comes just out. And so I decided to go ahead and be the scientist, the nerd. I'm like, let me just show you, right? Kick it on. Let's go. And there's just, like, uncondensed vapors coming out of heat exchangers. And they're like, that's fine. Most of it's still condensing. I was like, we're done. <laughs> and I, I just pulled the fuse, and I was like, All call right, me so back like, when you've got cooling water. So no, get a fucking chiller. What's your, yeah. what's your optimal condensing temperature? 70F. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. Like, no. I, I'm not arguing. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like, a thing. I mean, if like, you can it's get, like, it's if you like can 20 get 70, C. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you can get 70 F, which is pretty nominal for most groundwater. 70 F in, right? Yeah, in. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. 70 F into the condensers, and the condensers are appropriately sized. Yeah. You should be able to condense most what anything still is going to put out right yeah. now. But so. it's optimal, like, even for making cuts and everything, too. Like, that's the way I approach it, too. It's like, yeah. listen, like, not only your loss, Man, this is a conversation I had at a giant distillery. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's not a, just about the loss because nobody's 
Yeah, I want to fucking say it. I don't care. Nobody's going out there and smelling the high wines. Like, <laughs> and it's like there is a process. Absolutely. Right. And which is beautiful. Like, it's and just it's meticulous. Like, and it's really well temp. done. Yeah. But like, it, it can always be fine tuned. I'm never happy with my process. Never. I think which is really cool. And I think that, you know, and I agree with that entirely because that's the nerd in me is like, look, if you can't, if, you know, if acetone doesn't condense at, you know, anything but like 68 F and down, don't tell me you're going to condense with 80 degree cooling water. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So let's just move on and have a bigger discussion. Yeah. Yeah. So get a fucking chiller. Get a fucking chiller. You know, it's funny. I was talking to the gay guys from the gays. That sounds <laughs> awful. Like That'll get edited <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's actually, we have a standing rule that we don't cut anything out, Zeno says, because <laughs> uh, it makes us sound so much better. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when you run for president, Brian, you're fucked. Absolutely. Yeah. Vote Christian Wait, Zeno. I'm running. I'm running for president. Hey, fuck you, Hickenlooper. I'm taking you down. <laughs> and security's coming in the door. Now, I, I was talking to the the AB Mari guys, the AB Biotech guys, and they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah," and like they knew me from my Beam days, and like, "Oh yes, yeah, so you have, you know, way more freedom, and you don't have to make the same thing every time." And I'm like, I got super offended. I'm like, no. <laughs> I do have to make the same exact thing every time. But uh. All right, we've done this enough. I'm fucking yep. tired. I'm drinking more gin. Uh, it's we've good. I like a, it. Uh, we've got more dinner to be to in a couple of Yeah, minutes. so I'm going to give us a... <laughs> okay, first of all, you had dead airspace for way too uncomfortably long. <laughs> Thank you. God, That's I can't finish without that. It takes, it takes a while to work up a reach around. So uh, don't just like thoughts. give it a shot. Final thoughts. I'm going to go first. John. Sir. Is 2019 the year of rum? <laughs> No. <laughs> Best podcast. <laughs> you guys aren't coming uh, out with a rum cream? Fuck no. Now, final thoughts. I absolutely want to thank John McKee. Thank you for joining us. I know a blast. You, you are the biggest douche I know for trying to awesome, like, dodge douche. this fantastic mega worldwide douche. podcast. Because uh, I did. For days. But, but um, 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 <laughs> Like when Amanda throws down, like she's yeah. a real fucking dick, and yeah, she means it. You're like, yeah. okay, well, fuck. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I just need to go fucking. She's the muscle. Seppuku. She, she is absolutely. She's also the brains. The looks. <laughs> Pretty much what the talent. Else. Yeah. yeah. Brian Christensen does a really good job of filling space. Listen. And yeah. speaking in the. Third Don't person. you get on Brian's looks? <laughs> I am actually quite spectacular. Thank you, twin. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Colton grew out his beard more. To look a little different from Brian. Because <laughs> <laughs> Brian keeps that close, like, yeah. like I, do, I do, I do, I do. Porn star beard. Uh, there's a lot of gets like, pure male sexuality in this room, listener, yeah. and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> that's John, exactly what's your final thought? Yeah, like, give thought, us a give good, us final thought. Give us a good uh, No, but seriously, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, this was too short. You have to be a reoccurring guest. Yes. After we bring your wife on to... Fact, fact check, check your ridiculous like actually like make statements. this all yes. actually make sense yeah, it's gonna be great so uh, the key episodes yeah yeah. Two episodes. yeah yeah so so listeners stay tuned for the actual podcast with courtney mckee when, who will give us real facts when it's actually a good one too yeah. and she won't be foul yes she will she'll be dirty she's so be foul. much dirtier than oh fuck she grew up in connecticut um so <laughs> so by the way what that means. so it yeah. means two things it means that she can recite every beastie boys song in the entire library by heart on command i dig it so you're gonna have to call her I out on that one because she can fucking do that. that does a special do about the on the death the, the anniversary on the death of mca yeah 
when you like Paul's Boutique and all the albums that they sampled on it, and they just play through all those songs Badass. and talk about Paul's Boutique. It, it's not they don't do it every year. It was we need to you need awesome. to let her know about that because she just take yeah. It's like a Canadian gave it to me. He was like, oh. you need to listen to this. You love the Beastie Boys. Right. Yeah. The best thing we've ever done on this podcast is recommend other podcasts. So. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's how you keep getting it's, more it's, listeners. It's, right? it's, it's, it's like, oh, I heard about this one from this one from this one. It's a Strombo show, is what I listen to. George Strombopoulos in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. I have to learn. Give it to us, John. All right. So I'll just be totally serious. Like. You gotta, if we're gonna keep this industry, our side of the industry, the, the small producer side of the industry, live and vibrant, you've gotta walk into the conferences now and you gotta find the deer in the headlights. And that should be yeah. the goal of everyone who's been to at least three or four of these. You've gotta walk in, you gotta find them, you gotta take them under your shoulder, you gotta go sit a session with them, go have lunch with them, just share your stories, share your trials and tribulations, tell them some joy. But give them something because this thing gets bigger and it is going to get more balkanized and we are going to lose people and people are going to get really sour on what they, they thought was going to be a joy. So go find them. Go make their lives good. And don't be like Brian. Don't be like Brian. <laughs> All right. See you, money. I'm, and I mean, what we're – because I have Brian trademarked. It's, it's me. <laughs> I'm the only Brian in the United States. <laughs> I think what, what John's getting at there too is that this side of the industry is – we're so connected as a family every time we come to these. Yeah. You know, we only see you guys twice a year, but right. it's immediate huge hugs and family yeah. kisses and yeah. group kisses and you know, you lots, of, lots of ass grabs. <laughs> Mouth kisses. I think I think I taint punched somebody <laughs> today, but that's a whole entirely. You know, bring those people, those deer in the headlights in as, you know, they'll immediately feel you bring them in, and then the rest of us will immediately swarm on them too. Absolutely. Yep. So they'll they'll come they'll come into the group. Yeah, like bees. Cool. Hey, <laughs> thanks everyone. Uh, you're my best friend right yep. now. Um, thanks G and D. Thanks High Proof Creative. Yep. And uh, find us on Vizio. Yeah, you can yes. uh, find me on Venmo, where you need to send me a dollar first, <laughs> and then I'll send you the podcast. <laughs> you can find me on Cash App. <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on a river in the West. Absolutely. In, the in a van. <laughs> down, down by, by a river. the river. I love you, dummies. Take care. Cheers.